Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? This podcast just now consists consists completely of me just humming Sia songs. Dude, I, I literally wrote this down to open the pod this week. By the way, welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. Just plugging along. Year five or something like that. I think last week I said it was like 370 episodes, but that was incorrect. It's only like 360. That's probably also incorrect. It's a significant number of episodes. Well over 300. Okay, let's let's leave it at that. Jans. Uh, by the way, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at Danny Palmer NYC. I run a cool show every Friday night at Black Hat LES in New York City on the Lower East Side. It's 172 Rivington. If you go to the Instagram handle, Black Hat Comedy, you can get tickets there. And uh, this week's lineup is completely insane. I'm going to read you guys the lineup of the comics on this Friday, March 1st. We have Kate Willett, which is insane. She's so good. Hannah Dickinson, JP McDade, Rachel Williams, Tom Delgado, Harrison Greenbaum. I mean, it's fucking like I've been doing stand up in New York a long time. This is up and down a fucking killer ass lineup. And I'm so I'm super excited about it. Um, I think Sia would approve. That's what I wrote down for the opening thing to say on this week's episode is that she Sia's chandelier video is so good. It literally makes me cry. That girl, Maddie something Ziegler, I think the dancer girl that's in a lot of her videos she does this like beautiful dance through the whole video and then she does these two to three like curtsies at the very end as the notes fade out and like oh my oh my god dude oh my god also do a leap new video training season it's also a fucking amazing she's spinning around you know and all these dudes are trying to hit on her and she's like dude just leave me alone i'm do a i'm having a coffee by myself right now in a coffee shop okay nothing wrong with that have you guys ever travel, traveled internationally by yourself? I've never done that. That seems insane. I'm not saying... I'm not judging. I mean, just to me personally, like my mind, the way I would take that in, I'd be like, oh, God. Oh, God. Are the people on the plane think I'm a loser? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying to get better about that, though. I'm doing some coaching through my work, talking about thinking traps. I think I've talked about that on the pod recently, like catastrophizing. And a new one um, that we talked about this week was... Uh, just kind of like thinking about the uncertainties in your life. And like, you know, I've been talking to my like coach about like how to improve my life. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm where I should be with uh, stand in my stand up world. Like I, my day job's going very well, but it's not like all, all I set out to do. Like I, I, I want to become like a, you know, a full time comedian that's like touring and stuff. And so the day job doesn't suffice to give me satisfaction even though it is going very well and i am very grateful for it and then like relationships like don't have a girlfriend and i'm always like oh well i've i don't have all in my head i'm like i don't have my life the way i want it to be and maybe you feel the same way in some respects about your life you know if our lives aren't we're exactly where we want them to be you can just kind of sit around and kind of wring your hands and kind of ruminate on that but the um advice through this coaching um that that they gave me was to instead, instead of ruminating, just think about like, okay, what's one thing I can do to push forward on one of these fronts today? What's one thing I can focus on to not solve the problem, to not like find the girl of your dreams, the guy of your dreams tomorrow, but what's one step you can take toward down that path and then start focusing on those small steps? It's kind of like in What About Bob, like baby steps, just baby stepping your way to improving your life in increments 
versus just kind of hating on yourself for not having these three you know levels of transformation that would take time obviously so like i don't know shit like that i think that's uh i think it's important you know it's fun to talk it, it helps to talk it out too that's another thing i've noticed during these like training sessions training coaching sessions just like the things you think in your head if you say it out loud to somebody sometimes as you're saying it you just realize that what you're thinking is kind of like insane <laughs> it's like why would i think that as i'm saying it out loud to you i feel i feel almost sheepish and revealing that this is a angsty thing my mind was mulling over and over and over. He's kind of like saying it out loud to another person. Kind of reveals the absurdity of the idea. And I mean, obviously the idea may be rooted in some truth, but there's, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a very productive way to start to work through some things. Okay, there we go. The first five minutes of this were basically some sort of like therapeutic session. That's another thing I realized about this podcast. Like, you know, I don't have any video. I don't do a lot of interviews anymore. I've been doing it for a long time. But like to get ex- exponential growth, I'm probably gonna have to like start getting guests and going on other bigger podcasts and doing like videos and maybe move to a studio and put like marketing spending behind it. And I just I, I just don't have time to do that right now. You know, that's another thing we talked about in my coaching session was like the energy wheel of your life. You know, if you've got... of your life is focused on life admin. Like you have to like, you know, clean your house and you have to take a shower and you have to eat food and do your laundry. Like those things, you just have to do that or else you'll just be like this homeless, insane person. (laughs) And then another part of your will is like work. And then if you have hobbies, if you have friends and family, not if you, you know, you're dealing with your friends and family. So it's like, how are you going to break up all that time? I kind of forget what the point of that energy wheel was, but it's something to think about, you know? Um, I love listening to uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. He was interviewing somebody recently. I think maybe it might have been Natasha Leone. By the way, she's hilarious. I didn't really know much about her until I heard her on his podcast. But she's super funny. Um, she was in this like movie with Richard Dreyfus back in the day that apparently had like Richard Dreyfus in blackface called like Tippendorf's Canoe or something. I don't know. It was like in the early '90s. It's like what? What they were doing that kind of movie back then? I don't know fucking anyways anyways so they're having kind of this like philosophical life discussion and conan was saying that when he was working uh i think at his late night show for nbc back in the day at rockefeller center in new york christie's auction house had an auction um and it was right by rock center so conan wanted to go check it out and it was like um items from fdr and his family like things that they had had in their possession he's like oh that sounds pretty interesting i want to see what fdr fdr stuff you know so he goes there and it's a bunch of like trifles, you know, it's like tie clips and watches and I don't know, like paperweights and envelope openers, just kind of minor small things and that the, that their family, that FDR's family gave to each other at Christmas and they have collected all these items and kind of was just thinking about how like, you know, they're this big famous family, president's family. They gave each other these little small things, then they all died. And now all those small things are available for purchase by strangers. You know, however many years later this is, I forget when FDR died, but like 1940s or something, 50s. Don't be, don't be mean to me. I don't know. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't keep track of FDR's death, dude. You know, so now all that time has elapsed and now strangers are buying these items at the Christie's auction and then they're going to give it to their friends and family members and then they're going to die. And then who's going to, then, then what's going to happen to the FDR trinkets? What, what then, you know? It's kind of bleak. I mean, I guess you could say it's bleak, 
but you could also probably say that it's liberating in some respects that, you know, sooner or later, everybody goes, who cares about these, this stuff in your possession, you know, like it, it seems so important. Like, Oh, I gave you this super important paperweight, my love. And it just kind of t- alleviates, takes away some of the bigness of life, some of the burden of life and that, Hey, it's, it's all kind of ethereal in the end, you know? So thanks for that little life lesson there, Coney, Conesy. I was talking to my, uh, my mom uh, last week and I was telling her that my job, um, some of it is related to uh, work in Mexico City. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm doing this cool stuff related to Mexico City. And her response was that there was a plane crash in Mexico City sometime around 2005 and a lot of people died both on the ground and in the plane. And I was like, all right, thanks for the career support. Thanks for the plane crash facts. Do my parents just love to sit around and watch disaster videos? They're watching like rescue 911 type TV shows where they're like showing actual surgery from like gunshot wound victims in the in ERs and stuff like that. And and then they watch like detailed narrative recounting of plane crashes and documentaries and it's like what what have you guys do you guys maybe want to like Maybe take a painting class or something? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, my next thing in this was Natasha Leone is awesome. She is, okay. Um, I know a lot of people like to drink whiskey. I feel like it's a big it's this big thing, obviously, to like, oh, let's have a let's have a whiskey. Like in Mad Men, they're always like, Oh, should we have a drink and just have just pour some fucking room temperature whiskey into a glass, dude? Like that's supposed to be good. Dude, fuck that. I don't like dark liquors, dude. Fuck that. So then I learned something that might support my theory on that. So darker liquors like whiskey and brandy are linked with more intense hangovers, you fucks, than lighter colored spirits like vodka and gin. This is because darker liquors contain higher concentrations of congeners. Dude, I'm watching the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions it's going on right now. The congeners would be the answer to like one of the $1,000 questions. Like congeners, dude? And then they say these super hard questions and then the contestants just buzz in immediately and immediately know it's like St. Francis of Assisi. It's like, how the fuck do you know that? Anyways, darker liquors contain higher concentrations of congeners, compounds naturally produced during the distillation and fermentation process, which contribute to the drink's colors, flavors, and aromas. So basically, basically, if you want to take care of your body... You should get hammered on gin and vodka and not on dark liquors. Okay. All right. I think we all know that I'm the smartest person on planet Earth. Not even remotely true. Just some fucking moron in a studio. Let's be honest here. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching. Uh, wa- are watching. It's over, Danny. The whole series is over. Succession. Well, I'm a little behind. I'm always behind on series. I didn't watch Game of Thrones until 10 years after it ended. Now I'm on season two of uh, Succession. But the Roman dude, I even know that if you've already watched this whole series, you probably think it's stupid, but like, or like ridiculous. And I'm recounting this as though it's fresh content, fresh entertainment content when it happened like four years ago or whatever. Um, but Roman is this kind of snooty little kid and they're talking about like having a cocktail party and he goes, oh, like he's thinking about like what's going to happen there. It's like napkins and chit chat. Ooh, race relations. Kale. I thought that was fun. Okay. Just me and my apartment. So the part where I think people might laugh is just met with a resounding silence now that the dishwasher has ended its cycle. Dude, I used to think that like bread is bad, like all breads are bad, but then whole grains are important. So eating whole grain bread is kind of sick. Like this morning I had like grits for breakfast. I love grits for breakfast. And then I had a piece of whole wheat toast and I'm like, oh, is this bad eating bread? No. Breads are good, dude. 
Um, and I read this article from this um, where they interviewed this nutritionist about how she lives her daily life. It says with breads and bre- breakfast cereals, for example, she looks for those that list a whole grain as the first ingredient and have at least three grams of fiber and less than five grams of sugar per serving. So I guess I'm going to start looking on fucking bread things, dude. What do you got bread things on bread labels? She tries to stay below the same sugar level when buying flavored yogurt for her daughter. Oh, I love flavored yogurt. And she often chooses unsweetened yogurt. Not fun. And adds her own honey and vanilla at home. God, I bet her daughter hates that. All right, mom. Wouldn't that suck to just be born as you're a kid and then your mom's a fucking dietitian nutritionist, dude? It's like, can I get a fucking whack-ass mom that weighs like 600 pounds and just lets me fucking chill? Like, is that too much to fucking ask in life, dude? Okay. I just wanted to do a, a sample. And and now at this point in the podcast, I can't believe this isn't one of the top podcasts in the country. Um, I'm going to make a bread recommendation. <laughs> okay. Arnold whole grain, 100% whole wheat bread. I guess it already says it's good. It does have whole wheat as the first ingredient. What if I just did this sound? What if this podcast just shifted into like, it's not ASMR, but it's just like a bread bag. Like, wow. I bet my ratings would actually would go if I did that. Okay. And it's got five, I mean, three grams of fiber. And less than, and like two grams of sugar. So that's good. So now when you're in the grocery store next time, you come down the bread aisle. Just think about your boy, Danny. More shuffling. More. Oh, that sounds back. And the sounds back. Just think about your boy, Danny. Be like, I listen to the Danny Palmer show. And then stare at the fucking recipe. The recipe, the ingredients on the back of the bread thing. And you're going to go home and feel good about yourself. And then you're going to watch a show that ended on HBO four years ago. You're going to drink a gin and soda, not tonic, too much sugar, and you're going to have a great night. So thank you for listening to the pod. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to end it now. I feel like maybe I had a little bit more content last week, but hey, that's the way life goes. You know, it ebbs and flows, fluctuates, things change. Opposites can be the, both true. All right. Is that wise? Should I just read a poem? An Agatha Christie poem? Agatha Christie is a fucking author, not a poet, you moron. Sorry, honey. That's my... My girlfriend, we, we just got engaged, but um, she really despises me. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, at Danny Palmer NYC on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you for being a good fucking pod listener, Germany and stuff like that. Fucking Charlotte rocking it out. All right. I'm just going to gonna hit stop now. I was thinking about my friends, like my close friends listening to one of these episodes and just kind of like shaking their head in their car like, dude, what's going on with Danny, man? All right. Thank you. Bye. Come.